It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Mookie, Rich, bringing the bull. The Danny. What? Uh. Oh yeah. You, you've got amazing Wi-Fi. Man. <laughs> yeah, man, you're you're broken up like whoa. <laughs> Sounds like your Wi-Fi is as good as uh, you are today. Ooh, damn! Low blows <laughs> to start. <laughs> My God. We'll just we we'll left. We'll just see just him. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll just see him peace out here in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, there uh, it is. Hey. I switched to my mobile. It's usually when I'm out here. Sometimes it's better than my Wi-Fi. Yeah, you sound good now. Yeah, you're here. Horizon, baby. That's the only way Looking to go. Better lately. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, Wi-Fi. Smooth is tones of Danny. Terrible. Let's let's kick it off. You know what's not terrible? <laughs> Cigar what's not noise. Terrible, Cigar noise. You should be on Cigar Noise. Is that, is that right? Get on Cigar Noise. During the during the uh, quarantine, everybody should be on there posting. Yeah, let's be honest. Most I people do I, I can tell you they're not. I know. I'm not either, though. I hate to say Look, that because I'm still working. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I po I post on there once in a while, not as often as I should. But honestly, I haven't really posted on much of anything recently. But I will tell you, the guys that do listen to this from Noise, we got to figure out a way to get that thing popping again because yep. it's just too good of a community. I agree. You just yeah. call it exclusive. It's an exclusive club. If somebody would have suggested, you know, doing a Sultan Zoom, so those fans could be, you know, just saying. We talk about it all day. Yeah, who was that that said that? Mm, some smart motherfucker. <laughs> Kyle, you said that? <laughs> Damn. Danny's just getting shit on today. It's all right. We had to, that is a good yeah, idea. I do him, think we trying should to get him going. Nobody's going to do that. To shit okay. Yeah, no, I totally want to do it. But, you know, Drew, 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 Drew might make a sign about it. Why is it me? <laughs> I said I was in. Yeah, if, you, if you'd find a good time to do it. So did you guys see that that Zoom was really affecting some like the Facebook stuff? So all of a sudden, Facebook comes out with now you can do fucking chats with fifty people. Yeah, Let's get fifty motherfuckers out on a chat. <laughs> I mean, it's it might be helpful for personal stuff, but they're they're not going to touch work. Nobody's going to log into Facebook for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then that means you'd have to be somehow connected to the other person, maybe. Yeah, they'd, they, they'd, yeah. they'd see your crazy shit that you post. Right, they get to see your fucking about work uh, Jello shots. And speaking <laughs> of, so, so I'm glad you bring that up. And for our younger listeners, if if younger you are. Yeah, yeah. We're not that young anymore. Um, So, but if like we got any listeners that are either entering the workforce, graduating college, 
have recently graduated college looking for employment. Companies literally have teams that will research the shit out of you and your social media. So button it up. Just a word of advice. Right? Just make that shit private. Yeah. That can hurt you too, though. Yeah. Can it? Yeah, I've actually yeah. been called out in an interview about my private Facebook, and they're like, what are you trying to hide? <laughs> So it seems yes. like deeply unprofessional to me. It is. Yeah. Stop them. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, like I, I understand that, but saying why is it private? Because I don't want you looking at it. Like that—that's the end of the story. I it's like you're, you're why, think, and they go, well, "This yeah. is the inter- end of the interview. See you later." <laughs> 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 Legit. Look, man. When when somebody doesn't want, if somebody's not sold on you they're going to find every reason to not hire you, to not bring your cigars and put them on the shelves, to not whatever, right? So he's got to take away each of those reasons. Yeah. Speaking of taking away those reasons, I heard there was a brand that rounded out their portfolio pretty well recently. Yeah, so Romacraft added, um, what did you guys just add, Dan? No, he's not talking about Roma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, say Romacraft's line is pretty well-rounded. Very, very well A lot well-rounded. of offerings. Very well-rounded. Um, yes, we did. Yep. Patina's Maduro. Yep. Patina rounded we things did out. Finally <laughs> fucking did it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going to happen first, the Patina, the Maduro, or the White Sox getting back to the playoffs. But, yeah, we beat <laughs> it. We beat it. So. Cal, aren't you referring to the $1.3 billion? Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Imperial selling off their cigar <laughs> stuff this morning. That's, that's uh, exactly what I'm referring to. Uh, okay. Altidus got rounded out by somebody buying it. Who bought it? I didn't read the article. Some generically named group of people. Someone in China. Is that right? I don't know. I'm just... Assuming. That's who buys everything. I don't think it was in China. No. Danny not. probably knows. Danny doesn't know. No, I, I mean, I saw it, but I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen to, to brands like Romacraft or Patina is getting a cigar guy in charge of one of those giants. Then we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like no, somebody man. actually knows what the fuck they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Remember, remember, we were giving our theory about if a professional athlete actually approaches the cigar industry the way it's supposed to be approached right. versus just which I've been hearing Ed Reed is going to do. By the way, like he's in this for the long haul type stuff. Well, Dominic Wilkins did it too, sort of. Did he? Yeah. See, you didn't even know, but yeah, he has a cigar brand. Out. No, I knew about the cigar, but I didn't realize that he was, like, actually getting out there, getting on the road. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of that. Not not apparently what Ed Reed has done. But, mm-hmm. but I got to say, I think Dominique would be a bigger sports celebrity than Ed Reed. That's how, that's how big Michael Jordan was. Michael Jordan beat the shit out of somebody for 15 years, and he's a superstar. Yeah, I mean, Dominique Wilkins was... I mean, his nickname was a human highlight film. I mean, just yeah. the shit he did on basketball court was incredible. 
But all right. I don't know, man. It's gonna be whatever. We just continue on. Mm-hmm. They can always resuscitate another old Cuban brand, yep. as is their want. Now, Daniel, how were your how were your uh, virtual event things, man? They go well. Yeah, I mean they they go well. You know, it it almost doesn't matter to me how they go as long as the what I mean is like I don't I don't care like what I got to do and if I'm bored of talking about the same fucking thing even though I'm thinking in my head. You know, as long as the the people watching are happy at the end of it and the the shop is happy, then it's cool. Um, so yeah, I think they went fairly well. Uh, it's funny how many people know us. And then, you know, know me, and then there's 20, how many people have no fucking clue, and, and you know, they're like, yeah, no, I've seen it, I just don't know anything about it. And you're like, oh, okay, well, cool, you know, so maybe... About you or about Romacraft? About Roma. No, nah, nobody knows me. Like, Bullshit. there's a small, there's a, there's a, like, if you're, if you know Roma, you'll know me, but it, it's hard to know me and not know Roma, so... I can get that. Um, no, that's good, man. So you guys remember last week I was talking about going to that Italian beef spot? Or yeah, did you get it? Yeah, did, did it tonight. Nice. Did it tonight. Was yeah. it worth it? Absolutely. So here's how they <laughs> set it up. So you call. So you could either go and they come out to the car, take your order, then they go back inside and get it, or you can call ahead. And then you just tell them what kind of car you're driving, and then you could pay over the phone, and they just run it out to you, and you're done. Yeah. You'll be like, all right, I'll be there in five minutes, and then bam, they literally just come out with it, and you're out. It's pretty fucking, pretty good. Nice. So, are you guys opening? Are you guys going to start opening back up soon? Anybody? Uh, Oklahoma did last Friday. Okay. And we open more this Friday. Illinois is not till the end of May. Wisconsin's doing a, a slow roll, right? Like certain things open and then they'll yeah. add more mm-hmm. and they'll add more, which seems smart. We'll we'll be closed again by the time Chicago's opening up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at man, I, I don't get into the whole partisan thing, but and, and I really don't give a fuck what party a governor is from. But I love seeing governors that take ownership and take the take the bull by the horns, make decisions, even if they're fucking unpopular, and they just do it, you know? And I, and I especially respect when people are able to recognize the different challenges that, say, a rural community faces versus um, an urban one, right? Right. Yeah. But here's my... And here's what I would tell, and we do have a decent number of folks that I know of that listen to our podcast that live in rural areas. And here's what I would call, and having lived in a rural area myself for a few years, I, I kind of understand this. And this is what I would say to them. I know that what a lot of your, a lot of what you're seeing is in bigger cities. And so you think like it won't necessarily impact some of the rural areas, but you have to understand that your proximity to healthcare is the great equalizer in that. Yeah. You may not have the population, but you also don't have the healthcare systems readily available and nearby. So Yeah, hopefully it doesn't so show up. Careful. But if it does show up, man, you right. are screwed. 
So, so my point is, every everybody's got to take this seriously, you know. So be, be careful <laughs> as your state reopens. We're, uh, we're yep. opening Friday. Uh, it's like restaurants. Uh, uh, what is it? Restaurants, retail stores, movies, and whatever. But they can only uh, they can only do twenty five percent capacity. So we yeah. had counts. Yeah. Well, right now, like today, we had to go to Target, and there's a girl up front counting how many people going in and how many people leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so they close they close one entrance, and then that's just how you do it. I, I, so we used to laugh at people that had personal shoppers, right? Because now we, <laughs> now we yeah, and, and we're going to continue to at oh, least for the foreseeable right. future. <laughs> um, so uh, they could look. The states could reopen all they want, but the key is when does the consumer come back to the table and say, "Okay, I'm ready to be back to being normal," because well, that's really what it comes down to. And how do you get your business to serve those people up until that point, right? Because I'm not going to a cigar lounge to smoke a cigar anytime soon. That's just right. not happening. Right. But I want to buy cigars. Yeah. Or I'm not going to a bar anytime soon or a restaurant, but I sure need my liquor. Drive drive Tell through a liquor store? That's what we have here. Yeah, we got we got curbside. Okay. <laughs> You know what's funny is I remember growing up in Florida, ABC Liquor, like you could buy like a fifth of rum or whatever, and it would give you a free cup of ice, like through the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. It's like classy So you Florida. were iced out? Huh? You were iced out? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Mo's got cow's oh. dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. But, Drew, let me ask you this, and here's what I'd be curious of. Our next podcast, I would love to get your observations about what you're seeing on the reopens and if you're seeing anything different. So so Tulsa uh, City, um, we're not opening anything until this Friday. So I'll just get a weekend of what's happening. Right. They opened the state up last Friday, but Tulsa said we're not until the following Friday. So. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, mm. there, there's like, man, there's no one blanket approach. Just isn't. Well, there's not going to be a different. There's there's no good way to do it either. I mean, I'm happy. I'm not making these decisions. Either way, right. it's going to suck. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> exactly. You, you keep things closed, people are going to hate you. You open it, people are going to hate you. So, yeah. yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, think, I think we could all agree that you probably don't want to ingest any sort of household <laughs> ah. cleaning supply. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> I saw, who, was it one of you guys that sent me the meme with the, <laughs> with the Lysol inhaler? Oh no! What us? I got it too. <laughs> That's awesome. That. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Like, uh, There's a lot of dumb God. people out there. So my so my cousin is a researcher at the University of Illinois uh, Hospital in Chicago, 
And she said that their phone line. This must be a distant cousin. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. The brain side of the tree. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Don't even get, you know what? <laughs> whatever. I could start, I could start, whatever. But third, we love you, Mo. Third go. cousin. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, cocksuckers. Um, <laughs> so she's been getting a shit, her department has been getting a shit ton of calls about. If I take this stuff, will it really help? Golly. Okay. That's fucking insane. Yes. I mean, yeah. you, you won't get the COVID. Yeah, you'll be squeaky clean. <laughs> there, there will be no COVID in your future. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> might be a casket, though. That, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. So Yikes. how about that study out of France that said nicotine helps ward off COVID? Dude, that's why I've been smoking a shit ton of cigars. That must be it. Didn't it say may help? Did, did it actually, like, for real well, prove for anything? Pur- I didn't get to see the study. For our purposes, it absolutely helps, Kyle. Do you, um, do you have the COVID yet? That's because you've been smoking know. cigars. I don't know, they don't test well, anybody. <laughs> What's funny is how the FDA, the FDA won't even ever acknowledge that study. Like, uh, we don't want that. Yeah, that's true. No, the FDA that, won't acknowledge its own studies about cigar smoking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, the best is, and then and then they come out and say that like there's an ingredient in Pepsid, the heartburn medicine, yeah. that may help ward off. The, so I'm thinking to myself, like, man. Ninety percent of cigar smokers got it made. They're oh, either yeah. on heartburn fucking medication, or they smoke cigars and have nicotine, so it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the cigar community may be uh, best poised to uh, ward this thing off. I'm banking on nicotine, so c- <laughs> a cigar a day, cigar a day keeps the COVID away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that might be the next sign. <laughs> Did you pick up some extra vaping just to make sure you're always nicotine deaf? Uh, I'm not that bad. Wish <laughs> uh, you all has some crickets or something. Can you? I was wondering. You guys hadn't said anything. This fucking thing is like the cricket. It is. Is like, that a, literally a cricket? Yeah, it has to be a cricket or some form of chirping fucking insect. <laughs> I have I can't even tell what direction it's coming from. Like it's coming from my right. But holy fuck. Yeah, that's loud. Piercing my ears. Yeah, I wanted to like hang up. Or it's consistent like too. So, so do it we. just keeps going. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it's not chirping, it's just like it it must be getting later now, I don't know. <laughs> Some stamina <laughs> on that cricket. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah. <sighs> it's just going. Damn it. <laughs> Dave, Dave West there by any chance? Jeez. No, they'll be just a, hanging out naked. There'll be a yeah. drag Wait, strip here in a minute. Can you still hear? You don't hear when I do, yeah. though, right? Obviously. I yeah, don't think so. We can hear it now. It's loud, Danny. Super, super <laughs> loud right now. I think it gets got worse. Oh, true. <laughs> so I'm smoking a cigar right now. What do you got? 
What do you got, Kyle? It's a Patina Maduro. No Are way. you really? Yeah, my third one. Holy you shit, that, that one I had uh, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever night that was. Golly. Bad boy's strong. I, <laughs> yeah, t- I mean. To be fair, I hadn't eaten in a couple hours. Yeah. Dude, it knocked me on my ass. <laughs> well, you hadn't eaten. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. The cigar was good. The feeling was bad. <laughs> That's crazy. You got to eat, man. I always tell you guys. I had eaten life. dinner, but it was like two hours later. We were like, ah, oh, sitting by the fire. And I was like, firing one of these up. And then I finished it and was sitting there. And I was like, it I'm finished not- you. It finished me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was good. It just, it snuck up on me. Yeah, man. It's getting, it's getting creamier as it sits in my humidor. Oh, they're, instead of, you know, after the ship time. Very tasty. It's a treat. <laughs> it is a good cigar, though, and I'm really not at all sad that I bought a bunch of it. So oh, hell no. <laughs> Thank you. Very happy with how it turned out. Hell yeah. Anybody else smoking, Mo? Yeah, I am. Uh, Patina, Connecticut. The old Connie, old trusty. Yep. Danny's, yeah. Danny's back. Danny's smoking. Fuck you. All right, <laughs> smoking I'm a cricket. Smoking a, uh, I'm gonna, I'm dude. I'm literally about to shoot. Uh, I'm smoking a nug. A JSK. Yeah. How you like it, man? Oh, Is this a hundred? Yeah. Holy shit. Does that hundred do anything for you? This is the for folks that don't know. That's the one with the CBD in it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think I'm much more relaxed at the end. But the truth is, when if I do do three four days in a row, like I can even feel like my back doesn't hurt as much, like shit like that. So oh, nice. Yeah. Really, that's awesome. Yeah. I smoked one of the twenty milligram ones, and I I didn't feel any different. But I always feel relaxed after I smoke a cigar, so I don't know yeah. how that factors. Yeah, the the twenty what the twenty milligram wasn't super noticeable to me, but the hundred was. So makes uh, sense. Yeah, you know, five times as much. Fucking cricket. <laughs> you, you know, you know what surprised me about that cigar though is I thought it would be like not that great tasting, but it was pretty good. I don't know why I thought it wouldn't be because it seemed like a gimmick, I guess. But it actually is a no. I think pretty good cigar. Well, you're not a, you're not alone. I think a lot of people were skeptical and hesitant, and then all of a sudden it was like, um, this is actually a decent cigar or a good cigar with you know, CBD in it. I mean, it does have a distinct, unique taste to it, for sure. Sure, a this C- is the only cigar that tastes like this. A CBD taste. Um. I don't know. Is that what it is? or No. It, it is the CBD. I wouldn't say. So, like, I've done CBD, like, pens. I've done CBD drops. I've done CBD whatever, oils. But, um, so it doesn't necessarily taste like that, but it does have its own unique taste that I've never tasted in any other cigar. And it's, um, it's okay. It's not like, how do I say? It's like, uh, it's unique. I can't even say. I don't hate it. It's not, but it's also, you know, it's not going to be my favorite, but it, I, it's good. Like, I don't know. It's weird. 
Hmm. It doesn't come across super artificial. That's the weird thing. It comes across like slightly artificial, but not super artificial. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it's it's earthy and it's got like a sweetness to it that almost hits like you can you almost think it's infused, but it's not it's not to that same level. Cool. I don't know. It's interesting. Is yeah. it? Now these are twenty five bucks a pop, so hopefully. Holy cow! Uh, oh damn, son. Yeah, the uh, hundred milligrams are twenty five. What does 100 milligrams of CBD cost you? Who gifted you those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Risty sent me a box. (laughs) Good man. Uh, Yeah, um, 100 milligrams of CBD. Could be 100 bucks. Like a jar, like depending on the quality. Hmm. Or 30 bucks. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like $30, depending on. I've seen it go crazy prices. I hate this fucking cricket. <laughs> We're gonna hear like a, a gunshot in the background, the cricket noise will stop. And then come right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop for a second. Stop for a second. I'm like, I'm still here, bro. You missed. And then, and then police sirens. Uh, that's the dream. Man, I'm looking at, uh, this is just to be on a different subject, but just been looking at stocks lately, right? Like I, I have I have a couple like investment apps that I just mm-hmm. would always just kind of roll money into. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a bunch of money in it and you're just like, oh, that's cool. Like Boeing's 52-week high is $391 and today it closed at 128 Do you know uh, why? Well, I mean, the, the whole market's kind of like hurting. No, actually it's not. Well, it's turning around. You know, the S&P is only down 15% off of its all-time high. There is a massive disconnect of what is happening in the economy versus what is happening in the stock market. No, 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 no. I I don't, yeah. Well, here's the thing. What I'm saying is the prices for these shares Mm -hmm. are drastically down. They're going to turn around fairly shortly. So I think it's a, what I'm what I was getting to is the money that I'm putting into these now. <laughs> so basically, like, this so is basically, the time to buy. Uh, you don't think so? Th- this is where I get really upset with the talking heads, on, and and really what they do is criminal. Um, they they set up what they call retail investors, which are guys like us, right? They call us. Re- you know, we have our TD Ameritrade account, we have our E-Trade, whatever, and we go and we buy stocks. And what they're telling you is, okay, man, you should be buying, you should be buying, you should be buying. All the while, they're setting up themselves on the other side of the coin. Okay? So once it gets to a certain point, these guys are all flipping, and they're, they're going to write it down. Because nothing could come back as quickly as it has, fundamentally speaking. So if you look at certain variables that would give you an indication that this is a legitimate rally, are not there. Now, when that turns, I don't know. But Boeing, you're right, was at 350-something dollars or whatever it was, and is considered a stalwart stock. But 
they fa- they're facing a lot of struggles, man. Now, if you have an investment window of like two years on this, yeah, okay. But Boeing yeah. just came out and said we don't see travel getting back to normal until sometime in 2022 or something like that. Yeah. No, I'm not looking to make a quick buck. I, yeah. I, then, then I think. Yeah. yeah, I think you know, I, if it's at 128 today, and then. I, you know, I literally don't have to do anything. It's back up to even what it was at its high last year in two years. I'm That's not bad. Yeah, no, right. you're right. So, yeah, it, no, as yeah. long as you no. have that horizon. No, exactly. I mean, these, yeah. wh- anybody listening, you should never, unless you got disposable income out the ass, you never really do the stock market for a quick flipping unless there's something you know or that's your game or you do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yes, there are guys that make a lot of money in it, but there's a shit ton of people that lose a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You, like American, you hear about the win. Yep. Oh, yeah. American Airlines is 10 bucks. Um, and they were at 34. So, like, if you bought, if you spent a thousand bucks, bought a hundred shares, and then in a year it goes up to back up to $35 where it was, you know, I'm just saying, if you got, I don't know if you got some stimulus money instead of buying that 75 inch fucking TV for your house. <laughs> fucking it's time to invest. Shit. Yeah, drop it into a retirement account, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is taking care of is taking advantage of their 401k though, right? I would <laughs> if, of course. If, if I'm anybody near retirement, I'm taking my 401k out of the market and putting it in cash right now. I got many, many years, so I'm going to load the fuck up on that 401k (laughs) with a 30-year time horizon. Shit's on sale. I would wait. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to get pumped up throughout the process, right? It already has. You have to understand, the Federal Reserve has been pumping money into the market since this shit started. Mm -hmm. There's no volume from actual market participants. This is, it's not, they say don't fight the Fed in the right, but I'm, I'm just telling you guys, just be careful about what you get into, because once this thing drops to reality, it's going to drop hard and fast, and you're going to be like, what the fuck happened? So well, that's just, good news. Just a little friendly advice. <laughs> and some people might disagree with me. They're going to say, oh, dude, get out of here. You know, Kramer on Mad Money says that. Whatever, but look, if you have a if you have a window like Danny is talking about, yeah, why not? Yeah, Boeing at 120, fuck it, yeah, write it out. But if you don't have that kind of time frame, you don't have, you know, whatever to th- throw on a hundred shares or whatever, then yeah, I just want to just want to sit this out for a little while. Take it from me, I'm getting my ass kicked here recently. Okay, but I I believe that overall positioning will be correct. So I'm just saying be cautious. Be cautious. Well, right. Don't don't spend your rent money on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to get it back next month. But No. But they can't evict you right now, so you're golden. <sighs> right. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't roll that. <laughs> Put it all on black. Oh, <laughs> Yikes. Have you guys uh, have you guys been figuring out your lockdown haircuts? Is this a thing for you guys? Just throwing it out. 
Well, I mean, Danny, we know what you're doing. Yeah. You're lucky. Drew, Drew's right. already discussed this. Yeah, I got a haircut. <laughs> From where? My uh, haircut girl came to the house and cut my hair. Oh, damn. Wasn't it like your sister-in-law or something? No. <laughs> my haircut girl. But she Wait, does, too. Wait, I thought too. it was your sister-in-law. No, she cuts hair as well, though. She just didn't. See, like a, you let a non. There was some connection there. Yeah. But Drew also has a private barbershop downstairs. So. <laughs> well, on the, in the basement. Next to the gym. <laughs> I wish we had a basement. She, she's been living in the north wing of the house for the whole quarantine just in right. case he needs a haircut. Drew's got fucking lifetime fitness in his basement. She. Uh... The, she, the signature one too. Right? Yeah, yeah. The hundred dollar a month. <laughs> she didn't come in the house. She just I, I escorted her around to the patio and uh, cut my hair but in the backyard, did. man. About time for another another trim. So you're styling through this thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, could you imagine if she would have sneezed on you? Ooh. Yeah, it would have been ugly, huh? I mean, it's at least half any. Well, on normal situation, if your barber sneezed on you, it'd be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Or now you could be hospitalized for it. Mm. Mm. She's a uh, she's a single mom, and I figured she probably needed the money and all. So. Oh yeah, what else is she willing to do? I can give her your number, Danny. Do you like Barry Wood memes? <laughs> <laughs> I got the guy for you. Ton of those. I think she um, was uh, she was just in Austin. She might still be there, Danny. I'll let you know. No, nah, she's, Cal- she's she's got the virus. <laughs> Cow, have you been self maintaining or what are you doing? Yeah, I did the I rocked the buzz cut. What? Buzzed it all off. By the time I see anybody, it'll be out again. It'll be grown out. Pictures, wait a minute, wait a minute, happen. wait a minute. You shaved yeah. the whole thing? You, you yeah, shaved just did those a, luscious locks? Yeah, I just did a, a full buzz cut, the three on the top, and then the two on the side. Where's the picture of this? Yeah, I gotta see this. Yeah, we'll get there. If we did our Zoom, you'd see it. We're doing you look it. like Ed Norton from American History X. Look no, but you can you, you can totally see where where my hairline is receding though, and it's like I don't like that part. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> yeah, no dude, more, just got no more Rick Moranis. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, by the time by the time society comes back, it'll be back. Don't you worry, honey. I shrunk my hair. See, I I threatened to do that, and my wife's like, "No, call your haircut girl. <laughs> You're not shaving your head." Okay. <laughs> I'm letting it just grow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an absolute curly mess. <laughs> Seriously, I could probably put a pick in it. No joke. How long and the you... top of your head is also pretty long, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long are you going to go? Huh? You going to ride this out a couple more months? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll I'll trim like the sides or something a little bit and just just leave it. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Makes my face look smaller, not as fat, so it's perfect. 
I was doing that for a while and then it just kept blowing in my face when I was doing yard work and I was like, all right, fuck it. You're here? Yeah. Can't do it. Uh, Yeah. I'll make it one way or another. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What else we got? Now, I admittedly, uh, we did not ask for any questions. Uh, You guys have any topics? Uh, how'd you like the? Because oh, I wasn't on the show last week. Uh, how'd you like the last dance? First four episodes. Have you seen it? So I haven't seen the the second set. I haven't seen wow. three and four, but for one and two were you know I mean just. I thought you were a fan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, how do I? So I, I kind of like save it, man. So like I could watch it because I don't know. It, it was weird for me because I was really young, the first three Pete, right? So being mm-hmm. able to see some of the background on that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Or, you know, have, have him talk about when he came into the league and stuff. Like, obviously, I was like a year old when he was a rookie. So, but it just elicits so many memories, if that makes sense. Like you're thinking about like, man, where was I when this, Oh, I remember I was doing this when this, and I remember I was sitting here when I saw this, like, I remember exactly like when Paxson hit that shot against Phoenix in the finals, I think I remember exactly where I was and where I was sitting and what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I don't remember the Lakers championship much. I was right. I was like 11, 10 or 11. I think I was 10. But I remember the next year, the Portland, when they beat Portland, uh, yeah. I remember where I was, what house, who I was with, you know, mm-hmm. and just going absolutely nuts and just falling in love with the whole game of basketball and Jordan and Pippen and, you know, then that's really where my sneaker thing started coming. Like, I really, I, I always right. kind of into sneakers, but then it just transitioned into ones my parents couldn't really afford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's what got me into Jordans now is because I couldn't have them as a kid. So, like, when a retro release comes out that I always wanted when I was a kid, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where that stuff I made from. A de- I made a deal with my with my mom. Like, when we do back-to-school shopping, it's like, listen, man, I don't give a fuck where you buy my jeans. I don't need name-brand shirts. We can go Kmart, fucking... There was no Walmart back then. Venture. Venture, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck, but I need... I need Jordans or Nikes, you know. Yeah. My mom's like, all right. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I can get, I bought a Jan Sport that lasted me from like eighth grade till I graduated. Right. <laughs> I think it was black. Cause if I bought a new one, it was going to be another black Jan Sport. So like, what the right. fuck? I don't care. Jan Sport. I remember that. No, <laughs> if you didn't have a Jan Sport, fuck you. You're, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. Yeah. Jan Sport. <laughs> Trapper keepers, though. Jeez. No, but yeah, oh, my, my, yeah, wow. My, <laughs> me and my buddies are like texting each other like throughout the entire episode, like, bruh, like, you remember this? I'm like, oh my god, like, you're just so, like, ah, it just takes you back, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jordan was like, what's funny is like, people are like, oh man, you know what? 
Houston fucked up, which they didn't. You know, Portland fucked up, but they didn't because they had Drexler. But it was like, if he would have went to any other team, he wouldn't have got that exposure. Yeah. Right? Because he was on a team that had their own channel that you yeah. could watch anywhere. Yep. And and I think that was a huge part. You know, yeah. Annie was pretty good. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, fascinating, man. I was watching, they, they're replaying the 1998 playoffs right now on the local sports channel. So I was just watching uh-huh. uh, the Bulls' second round game, them in Charlotte, when they had like Glenn Rice and Anthony Mason and Vladdy oh, Divac. And so I don't know, man. It was a cool time. Yeah. I think kids today don't it, – it wasn't – look, it was a business back then, no doubt about it. It was, it was becoming what it is now at that time, like that transit. But there was still a lot of like – there was still the rivalry aspect. There was still like, I don't want to play with that motherfucker. I want to destroy that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it created just a different intensity, which I don't think you really see today. Even though the guys are more athletic today, even though they're more skilled and and whatever, you don't see that intense rivalry type stuff. Everybody wants to be bullshit. Well, it's it's definitely about the check nowadays more than more than the way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like if um, well, you saw episode two, so they talk about Scottie Pippen, like his shitty contract where they yeah he was the sixth lowest paid guy on the team and the second best player in the league. Right. And it was like, arguably, and, uh, you just, he still stayed with the team. Yeah. He held out, but, and he wanted to trade, but it didn't work out. Then he came back. Fuck it. I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel, we had a question last week. If you could be Hmm. quarantined with any, any athlete, who would it be? At my house or their house? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you get to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, if, if it's any uh, athlete I want to hang out with, it's definitely going to be at their house. Um, yeah, I mean, Jordan would have to be up there. I mean, if it's going to be an athlete, right? Um, you say athlete or celebrity? Athlete. Athlete. Yeah, it would definitely be Jordan. Um Maybe Tom Brady because he's back in my hometown and just be like, dude, it's so dope. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has to. There's no, there's nobody else. There's has the NFL figured out its game plan at all? I don't. I haven't been following it, but I saw that there was trading and drafts and all that other shit. So are they are they gonna play? Well, the season usually doesn't start till September anyway. So yeah, we have a little bit of time. Um, the draft was done, you know, virtually. So, uh, no, they haven't figured it out. I mean, they're just waiting to see how, like everybody else is waiting to see. When do they practice, though? When does that start? Um, I think that would start, like, July and then, or June, July, and then preseason starts, like, end of July through August. Or okay. August. And then... Yeah, it's usually the first week of September, the first games. Okay. So if they do play, we might see a lot of guys that haven't had a chance to play together very much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
Interesting. <laughs> It'll probably sound a lot like this podcast. <laughs> Gold. This is cricket. Now, uh, it was what's interesting about that, uh, Danny, is that I, even though I would pick Jordan, I, a close second would be Barkley. So I think Barkley would be absolutely hilarious to hang out with. I don't think I could keep. I think, yeah, maybe. And they're both. Maybe I should pick guys. somebody closer to my age. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, Barclay's not a bad choice, but you would be at Barclay's house, like, man, I could have been at MJ's house. Because, you know, you're, right. you're going to be at Barclay's house, and what are you going to talk about? Yeah. Like, hey, hey, man, how's it feel that Mike never let you win a fucking championship? Yeah, remember in 93? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Like, Stephen A. Smith, like, they asked him some question, like, who, it was like last week, he's like, who is the player that Jordan kind of fucked the most? Um, you know, by not letting them, you know, them not winning and George just not being able to win the championship because they were so good. And he brought up Patrick Ewing, which is mm-hmm. 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Because even when Georgetown played North Carolina in college, right. he played, he beat Ewing there, right? And it's like, right. like, that's what you would end up talking about. Like, yeah, my, so Jordan, right? It's pretty good. Like, yeah, he's fucking good. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. He, he fucked up a lot of people's careers, that's for sure. Did I just hear a DuPont ping? You did. Must be Moo Cow. Whoa! Ping! Wow. Wow. I haven't been paying enough attention to the cigar, so I needed to fuck with it a little bit. Or the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we, talking we, about sports, so yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Librarian. So, so I hit. Here's my question for you guys. What what's going to change the most for you and your cigar habits going forward, if anything? None. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean it's a slow roll back into the lounge, but once that's going, like Nothing. There might be more opportunities for virtual stuff for a while. That'd be cool. Because mm-hmm. we don't get all the big names coming up around these parts all the time. So it'd be nice to join those virtual events. Right. Did you have a thought of what's going to change? Or Drew, do you have something that'll change? Um, in the industry, I think a lot more of those those virtual things are going to happen. For sure. I think uh, a lot of shops and a lot of uh, brand owners are going to see the uh, potential behind that to be able to keep doing that and not have to uh, spend the money to get out to see all these shops and people. Mm-hmm. The number of on, uh, guys that are online um, skyrocketed, so I think that mm-hmm. the competition online is going to be ridiculous, which is going to, you know, either do something do something about prices or it's going to make cigar lounges up their game a little bit. 
to it. People don't. It's always mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. It could be. I'm going mean, to say interesting something little... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's all you. No, no, Kyle. No, no, no. Go ahead, man. I was just saying how it's, it's interesting how mm-hmm. some people are already really good at the online stuff. Like, they can rock a Zoom meeting. They can figure out who's there. Mm-hmm. They can engage mm-hmm. them all. You put that same guy in a cigar lounge, and he just charms everybody. But you put him on a Zoom, and he's like deer in the headlights. So sure. I think there's a new skill set that people are going to have to figure out to be actually successful in that instead of just doing it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's fair. That's why I think for me, like when I do my Zoom events, I don't do them on my phone. I do them on my laptop or even my iPad because I can see everyone in the room at the same time as opposed Mm -hmm. to like, you know, flipping the page to see everybody or or just the person talking. For me, that's important because I can look while someone's talking. I can see every, you know, see what everybody else is doing and maybe comment on that and, and, and make fun of them and joke this way. Or when I'm talking, I can see like, okay, is, are people paying attention or, you know, am I losing them here? You know, should I stop talking about this or move on? You know, so. Yeah. You can um, read the room then. Otherwise you can't yeah. read that room. Yeah. So anybody going to do one of those? Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think and this might be a little controversial, but I think I think a lot of companies are taking a long, hard look at how they deliver their product to the market. How so? I mean, I agree uh, with you, but say more. In terms of what, what getting your cigar to a retailer or to the consumer looks like going forward, I think... There may be some current structural, industry structural things that may change. I think that there have definitely, there's been a segment of people that have not really shown their, their value to the, to the, to the delivery chain, if you will. you know (laughs) so I think it's going to be interesting going forward because look it's not it's for every for every you know uh, Danny what's your official title like Uh, HPIC (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh it's something. It's like you know, regional sales manager or okay. national account. I don't know. Whatever. So for every Danny, there's like 10 not Dannys, right? So Probably that, more, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm being generous here. But I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, Yes, some some links of the chain are strong. Some links of the chain are broker than others. Yes, it's like an eighty so, twenty. We really need to we really need to understand that better and what that looks like. I think the biggest thing is just giving a fuck. Like you got to give a fuck about your customers. You got to give a fuck about like your virtual meeting. You know how? Mm-hmm. You know I. 
I don't necessarily care what people think about me, but I care what people think about the experience they have with me. Right? Sure. Like, yeah. like, like, I don't care if you make fun of my, like, I'm 40 years old, I'm still wearing Jordans and bright green fucking I'll sneakers. Like, fuck, that's my 50. shit. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> yeah. but, you know, when you and I talk, did we have a good conversation? Did you, did you walk away, you know, and just with a good experience? Whatever, when it, whatever that is, whenever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's just kind of how I've always kind of been with everything. It's just like like, hey, these people have taken their time out to you know be here, be with you, talk. No matter, and you know the scars. It doesn't matter if they're a doctor, lawyer, or garbage guy, or whatever, right? It's right. Just like it's you're here. We're all equal, fucking right. And I think sometimes that's why some people can't. It's almost like they can't be bothered to do the virtual events because it's just like, ah, that's stupid. Like, why would we do it? It's like. Because you're who cares, like you're helping, you're still getting to engage. Mm-hmm. You have another opportunity to engage people and talk to them, and, uh, but you got to care. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to see how quiet a lot of the a lot of the reps and, and brokers have gone over 100%. this period. Really, really telling. Um, the other thing I want to say is I, I had the unique experience to be able to, to chat with Erica and Amy and um, a couple other of like what I consider to be, jeez, uh, I mean, really like women that know their cigars, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was a really cool experience. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy to see that. man. I, I think that's, that's awesome. It's like as somebody who sells a product in the market, you get really excited when you see this like this this whole new demographic opening up and and becoming more uh, more intelligent, more more uh, discerning, more uh, whatever. Because I I've said this for a long time and I'll continue to say it: when women like something, they don't care what the cost is of it. Like guys, guys get like. You know, they get alligator arms sometimes when they go to reach for that wallet. Women are like, man, if I like it, here you go. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I, I think, and, and it's organic. It's real. It's not like forced. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to name the cigar company, but there was a cigar company. I talked about this a little bit, but they have like this round table of women smokers. And it's the most inauthentic thing I think I've ever seen. It just, it just wasn't. What those ladies bring to the table is refreshing and awesome, and I think it's, I think it's great for the industry. Yeah, I think in the end, what what cigars needs is is more people that enjoy cigars, and any way we can expand that circle and really help that circle expand that's mm-hmm. that's how the hobby grows that's how your all's business grows everybody's sure. happier and we can get some some more diverse opinions in there too from from all different kinds of people shit it's men women anybody right like right i, I don't want to go hang out with the same kind of person all the time at the lounge i just don't that's not fun i mean i can hang out with my same self at home all day. Right. I need to go to a lounge to see more people like me. Not that I see people like me at the lounge that as much. <laughs> yeah, you're a little fucked up. Though. That's true. <laughs> but then it's on all of us to be like welcoming and, and 
to yeah. any any person getting involved in the hobby to, to really push that and make sure that they're comfortable in learning and getting what they want. I could hang out with yeah, Mo every day at the at the uh, shop. Now, Drew, have you have you noticed? Um, like, I guess you don't really go to the lounge that much anymore, right? Well, no, and they've been closed, so. Well, no, I know, but even before that. He brings it to his house. Right, yeah, well, you know, it's part of the lifetime signature. Um, no, it's good, man. Kyle, you're, you're, you're absolutely right on that. And here's the thing, man, like, when we bust balls about giving people shit for smoking this or doing this or doing this, there's a difference between making fun of somebody with like the intent to hurt their feelings and busting balls. You know what I mean? Ultimately we want everybody to enjoy cigars on their terms, but as guys, we're still going to bust your balls about it if we feel like it. And that should be, in my opinion, uh, a rite of passage in a way. If, if somebody doesn't joke around with me, man, it's like, uh, are we really friends? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like Danny just took a shot. I thought that was great. It was hilarious. That's how friends joke around. You know? Yeah. That's a, that was, you had to survive when I was growing up. Yeah. But, yeah, I was actually just talking about this. I did an Instagram Live this week, and it was like, you know, we were talking about, uh, we are talking about people, you know, kind of busting, busting balls, but then, you know, when you kind of clap back, it's like, you're like, bro, don't be so sensitive. I'm like, I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm better that I'm better than you at it. That's all it is. Or, or the guys that are like, you know, like you're saying, you can tell from what place their comment is coming. Right. Like you can tell if they're trying to be joke or they're trying to piss you off. So, mm-hmm. um, and that isn't me being sensitive. That's just, that's just like, dude, you're, I'm going to destroy you because you're a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so subtle. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, this, this is getting personal here. Holy <laughs> right. You're right. It's like, somebody, it's like somebody trying to come to my house and get my toilet paper during this quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also enjoy man. how how modest Danny's Danny's description was too. He's like, I was just doing this Instagram live, and he's like, got industry icons chilling on his lives and stuff. And it's just, yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh Jesus! All right, but here here's the thing though, <laughs> is that if look, there are certain. I I always have this thing where it's like if somebody can't control something. I typically stay away from making busting their balls about it. Oh yeah. Okay. So like your height or your I don't know, what's something else like you can't control. Um I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff you can't necessarily control. What Mostly right? Right. But there are some things you can. Like if your jokes suck, like in Cow's case. I mean, you're welcome to. You'd be wrong, but you can. It's fine. Yeah, you can. <laughs> or or most tell. opinions. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh shit. No, for me, like, like, make if somebody's short. You're on the clearance rack. <laughs> if somebody's short, it's like that's too easy, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that person's heard every fucking right. short joke ever. Now, if something comes up where it's like, wow, this is super creative, I'll lay it on. I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I got a, one of my best friends is, I think, like, five four, five five. Like, he's just a short kid. Short guy. Kid, he's older than me. And, uh, you know, it's almost, like, not even funny to make fun of him about it because he's like, yeah, dude, come on. You've known me your whole life. I've heard them all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That said, this guy at five four, five five was grabbing the rim when we used to play basketball. Oh dang. He was he was nasty. This kid was nasty. Yeah. It's very tight hamstrings. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if that's a, is that a, is that code for something? <laughs> no, you fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Your, with your pervert haircut? No, did any pervert? Are you kidding me? This thing is fucking golden. <laughs> Keep it then. then. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna look like that dude from uh, Coming to America. The guy with uh, what was Soul his Girl. name? Yeah, Soul Gone. Yeah. Eric, Eric Lasalle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys watched anything recently that that has tickled your fancy? Yes, of course. What what is it? There's a new show. There's a show on uh, Netflix called Black as Fuck. Uh, is, is that good? I almost watched that. Da- oh, Danny's, God, you... Danny's in it. Yeah, Skip says. Skip, <laughs> so the way I found out about it, Skip was like, "This guy is exactly like Danny." Oh my God, he posted about it. So I'm like, "All right, I gotta watch this show." I had to text him. I'm like, "Dude, fuck yeah, he's so right about everything in life. Like, he's just." He's just me. He has he has five or six kids, something like that, and he's he's just like man. And you're like he's like real soft spoken, but he calls his kids assholes and stuff. Like why you gotta be such an asshole to me? Like fuck. And I'm like it's so true. It's like if you've never called your kid an asshole like behind their back, like you're you don't spend enough time with your kids. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never like secretly flicked them off, like no, you know like hey uh, you want to get like man fuck all right let's go yeah. And he's just so it's very very funny. uh, season three of Ozark was great. Um, mm-hmm. Season four of Last Kingdom came out yesterday. Oh, Perhaps. what a yeah! I just started that. No, oh. you just started like watching the whole thing, or season no four? four. Season four. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a great one. Even if you're not listen, and here's what I'll say about the Last Dance: even if you're not a sports fan, to to be able to watch the just fucking ruthless competitive nature of some of these guys yeah. is unreal. You'll love you'll love this week's because it's about uh, them playing the Detroit. Yeah. Did you notice how many cigar guys were on that Bulls uh, organization? Oh, yeah. Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner. Uh, Phil Jackson's a cigar guy. Dennis Rodman's a cigar guy. Jordan's a cigar guy. Uh... And, and the fact that the opening scene had George, of episode one had Jordan smoking a cigar, and then he had the cigar next to him the entire time during yeah. his, like, his interview, I thought that was awesome because we get vilified so fucking much, man. Yeah. But that's my only knock on him is he only smokes Cubans, too. You know, so, like, Jordan is my Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, to Drew. You know, like, <laughs> only smokes Cubans. Like, come on, man. Like, bruh. 
Like nobody yeah. said, hey, here's a, you know, you've never spoke at least a Padrone or a Fuente, you know, an Opus mm-hmm. and Davidoff. I mean, if, you, if it's got to be expensive, hey, there's expensive in other countries. Oro Blanco. <laughs> God, could you imagine Mike would just like, yeah, sorry, I only smoke Oro Blanco. I actually light my Oro Blanco with another Oro Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah. He's, a, he's officially a billionaire, right? So he can do it. Well, that's just, look, we talked about this on a, on a previous episode where that's just a part of that, that culture, right? Like that high end or high society, whatever. It's just, it's like right. Cubans and, or nothing, right? And it's more about status. Well, yeah, I mean, that just kind of shows the, what, what level of cigar smoking they're at, right? So meaning... They never, he never really expanded outside of that. He's just like, he may know the cigar. I'm, I'm sure, well, I mean, you've seen like the cigar aficionado kind of interviews. He knows what, what he knows, he knows really well, but mm-hmm. he never really delved into like the rest of the cigar industry and like, trying to see, you know, what, what everything else is about. But he does, but he builds like a 2,500 square foot like, uh, smoking lounge in his old house in, in Chicago, right? It's like, like right. Oh. you know, what the fuck do I know? I'd rather be him and not know as much about cigars. You're <laughs> right, yeah. So Barkley, Barkley goes into Tinderbox Haverford in a, a suburb of Philly every once in a while, mm-hmm. but all he buys is Bovida packs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He only smokes Cubans, too. You can buy those online, bro. <laughs> and I guess, and I guess uh, the guys over there—I mean, the, the manager there and the guys that work there—do such a great job. I mean, they they really get behind stuff. But they uh, were trying to get him to to try like some non-Cuban stuff, but haven't been successful so far. But we'll see. But yeah, man, it's just a part of that that whole scene, you know? Like, oh, I got this, right? Right. No. Drew, what have you been watching, dude? Um, Taylor Swift. I work a normal job, so I haven't watched much of anything. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It'd be it'd be nice to have some quarantine time. World's fucked up when Drew's considered essential. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> have you brought that up? Where's, where's your union rep in all this? We, we got problems. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't really Taylor, seen... Man, I got, uh, I got seen four kids at the house. I have, I don't know what quarantine time is either. Yeah. It's been interesting, like, doing stuff for my parents and stuff like that. Like, their generation isn't is still, like... I mean, they're getting, obviously, more in tune with really how severe this is. But definitely when it first started, it was kind of a struggle to get them to take it seriously. You know, they're like, oh, we've seen stuff like, you know, whatever. They get you all riled up. And then you see, like, the effects of it. And I think they started to take it a little bit. Or they definitely take it a lot more seriously now. Yeah, my grandma doesn't as well. Mm-hmm. She She's, uh, I believe, in her 80s and... Said she's she's not worried about anything. She still goes to the grocery store and yeah, does her own thing. And 
so I don't know if they do this by you guys, but like the local grocery stores here have now created a block of time where if you're immunocompromised, you can go get your shopping done during a a set like block of hours. Yeah, it's pretty normal now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see where it all goes. Hang in there. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Daniel, are you done with that nug? I am. He's he's feeling feel? good. <laughs> feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feeling real good. All right, we're gonna end with a Judge Drew. Are you ready? Go for it. All right. They're assholes. There are, huh? <laughs> Nothing. Go. So as a person that your your work life really hasn't changed much through all of this, you're still you're still doing what you were doing before it, right? Yep, Monday through Friday. So there are a lot of uh, there is a growing movement, especially amongst like some of these people that have been working in warehouses, distribution centers, whatever that are starting to come out and say, you guys are not protecting us the right way. And until thing, these conditions change, you know, we can't accept this. Now, you recently had the opposite of that. Oh, yeah. Where, where you were trying to create <laughs> um, a safe environment and the guy wasn't having it. So, like, you're somebody that is in charge of people and you're trying to get them to, like, whatever. What, what is that? Do you think that is that maybe it's not a judge group, but kind of your opinion. What, what is, what are you facing on that front? So I think it comes down to most people are pretty good when you just tell them, look, if you don't care about yourself, that's fine. You're protecting everyone else so that Mm -hmm. you can have a job. And, And especially at this point where people are not working and maybe they're, their wife isn't working or whatever. So you can kind of get through most of those people and be like, look, you could not be working too. So you do this or you wear this mask or you wash your hands five times a day and you get to work and you get to not have this place shut down because somebody got sick here, but you're always Mm -hmm. going to have some asshole. (laughs) Right. That, doesn't care or just uh, just a piss poor attitude i guess is what it comes down to so yeah you're you're gonna have those people in that environment and really like i said i mean i don't i don't care if you take it seriously or not that's that's your own personal opinion but if you'd like to continue working this is what you know this is what we're gonna do x y and z and that's what you got to do to work here. So you can not care about yourself and your family. That's fine. But you got to care about everybody else here at work and your job. Right. So I, if you guys seen now where they're trying to write into legislation where the workers or companies cannot be sued if like an essential or whatever, like an employee got sick with coronavirus during during this pandemic. I've seen some stuff where they uh, have denied like work, workman's comp pl- claims because they got sick at work and stuff. I think, I think a lot of that is just starting. 
think it's going to be very, oh, very yeah. interesting to see how that's all handled. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Next week. All right. Cool. Well. Well. Cheers, gentlemen. See you guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. <laughs>